You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. We've had an exciting morning already and lots of texts coming through, lots of texts and lots of responses to our quiz. But, Lawson, we've got our next quiz question so we can keep getting more quiz answers coming through. Absolutely. Here, when do the events in the Book of Amos take place? This is multiple choice, guys. When do the events of the Book of Amos take place? Was it two years before the earthquake? Two years after the earthquake, two years before the flood, or two years after the flood. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. Again, I'll give you I'll give you some letters too. So if you don't want to write in the whole thing, is it A two years before the earthquake, B two years after the earthquake, C two years before the flood, or D two years after the flood. When do the events of the book of Amos take place? And if you know the answer to that one, you'll yeah. go into the draw for Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide by Fidaitis Nadayam Gabe. This book is amazing. We want to give it to you for free. We want you to be incredibly blessed. And we have three copies as well that we're giving away. So incredibly competitive quiz. We've just got heaps of people who have been answering incorrectly. But again, when do the events of Amos take place two years before the earthquake two years after the earthquake two years before the flood or two years after the flood i got a text message here denuda is from brayden he writes in morning denuda and lawson what do i love about faith fm shell and the other producers choice in music often seem to be playing songs i need to hear at the moment the breakfast show is always able to give me a smile in the morning and oftentimes a good laugh (laughs) It's a safe station to end up listening to, and it's uplifting as well. So praise God. Hey, you know, we, yeah. our, our goal here, and by the way, like producer shell is the MVP of picking great music oh, to play she? on the breakfast show. And she knows it so much that she didn't even smile or look over when I said that. She's just like, yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's, 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 that's what's up. Like, she, she's such a gun, and that's because she's hyper-focused looking for amazing music right now. So we are incredibly blessed to have producer Shell with us on the show. Hey, also quickly, we've got a couple more text messages here. Shout out Port Macquarie. Uh, yes. They are our station for today, listening on 87.6. Up there in the... in the. Would you consider it the... It's not the northern rhythm, it's, it's the mid-north coast. It's the mid-north coast. That's yeah, right. That's Port Macquarie right. on the mid-north coast. Beautiful spot. I've been past and just I've been through past a ton Kempsey, of times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just below Coffs Harbour. Well, Coffs Harbour is another beautiful spot. Oh, but of course, absolutely. we're going to Port Macquarie, Port Macquarie today. <laughs> Port Macquarie. You know, we could play this off as like a Port Macquarie versus Coffs Harbour thing. You know, ah. where's better? You know, send in your support for either time. But we won't no, do that. No, unless not at all. Unless we've got some passionate Coffs Harbour people or Port Macquarie people who want to stake state their claim as the best, yeah. you know, best, uh, best kind of medium-sized town. Out on the mid north coast. Hey, whoever whoever can make that claim, or oh, maybe someone's going to come in and say, "No, Kempsey's the best." Huh? I don't know. Hey, don't if you're know. from Port Macquarie, you have to show up, show support. Yeah, <laughs> show support. Stay. Text us in on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine and let us know what you love about Port Macquarie. And that question mm. again for us, Lawson. Oh, that question one more time. It was um, when do the events um, of the Book of Amos take place? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Hey, another text message. From Braden, uh, he writes in regards to Jamie Fox. I understand that he wasn't referencing the Jews, but I also think we'd be mindful about what we say and post. Take a moment to think logically about what we plan to say.
say in post, if we think it might be a stumbling block for some, then maybe we should reword it or not post it. That is not to say that we should avoid saying anything as it might offend someone, as we know that because of our faith, we will offend the world. But there are times when restraint is warranted. And that's actually a, a great point that Braden's yeah. raising. Because I started, I start thinking myself, right? I'm like, oh, was, was Jamie Foxx being anti-Semitic? The answer is no. But then would I post on Facebook, me personally, would mm-hmm. I post on Facebook, hashtag fake friends, they killed Jesus, they'll betray you too. And the answer for me is no. Like yeah. I would never post something like go. that yeah, on yeah. Facebook and I'd probably... And why bring Jesus into the fact? That, that's right. I, pro- <laughs> I would never, as, especially as a, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, I'm like, oh, I probably wouldn't do something like that because it's probably just not the best choice of words in general. So actually, I, Brayden, I very much agree. That's very insightful. And I love that you've made the point here, especially yeah. that is not... Not to say that we should be, uh, we should avoid saying anything as it might offend someone, because what we know and what we, we understand and what the Bible tells us in Matthew mm. twenty four is that they will be offended by oh. you for my sake. Yes, Jesus says that to his followers. He yes. says people will be offended by the things that you say that come directly from me. People will be offended by truth, mm. and so I think that that's key too: is not to be intentionally inflammatory for the sake of being inflammatory, yeah. but stating truth as it is, you know, in kindness, in love, um, giving people the truth so that they can experience a change in their life. And if that offends people, then that's, uh, (laughs) you know, that's, that's, again, we think about, oh, hey, what, how can I be the most loving towards these people? But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, in, in a sense, that's their, their problem. So Absolutely. It's, it's an interesting situation as well. Absolutely. Oh, did you, have you just seen like Port Macquarie? Yeah, people, people are, people are texting in and yes, so uh, my huge apologies. So we've just had Kathy texting that, of course, Port Macquarie is south of Kempsey, not north of Kempsey. And mm. you're 100% right, Kathy. My huge oh, apologies to I, Port Macquarie. I, it's, I know that. Is, did yeah, I say it was north? Yeah, of, no, no. I think I said it was about oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. Uh, Kempsey's. But, yeah. yes, you get Port Macquarie, then Kempsey, then going up um, Maxville and Coffs Harbour. Like, yeah. yeah, no. So um, my excuse is I'm originally from Adelaide. <laughs> but I <laughs> yeah, have lived yeah. up this way for a little yeah. while. So, <laughs> That's um, awesome. And somebody else here. Yeah, so we've got lots from Port Macquarie. Just really great. Denise, great saying hi to you as well. Um and also, Alan says here, good morning, guys. What a blessing God has given us with the weather today. I pray that everyone has a great and safe day. May God keep you always. Love you guys lots. That's thanks yeah. so much, Alan. Really he, also, like he also wrote in here, he says, and Lake Macquarie is easily second best, just behind Boat Harbour, Nelson Bay, where my family and I go fishing off the rocks oh. about three weeks ago and 30 metres in front of us were humpback oh, whales playing and dolphins hunting, <laughs> life more abundantly just as he promised. Oh, Absolutely. Like, shout out Lake Macquarie. Absolutely. I grew up here. This is my spot. I'm like so patriotic about Newcastle. The Well, that's the, the Nelson Bay, the Port Stevens area. Oh, I love the Port Stevens up, area. Up north of yep. Newcastle and south of Newcastle, we've got Lake Macquarie. And then the beaches along Newcastle as well. Yeah. This is some, some of the best country in uh, the world, guys. Absolutely. Like, Australia so offers blessed. so much, hey. So blessed. It, you know, like, being picturesque and scenery, but 
like, you know, nature. I just, you know, just thinking of these humpback whales and everything mm-hmm. and just God's creation. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you see the world in 3D and not in 2D when you've got God in your life too. That's what one of my friends said to me, that, that at the time was not a believer and then became a Christian too. Mm. So um, I think they're the main Christians. Cappy oh, says here too, or oh, Michaela, going to school now, have an awesome day, hand, handing the reins to mum. So oh, there's just heaps of text. It just keeps jumping yeah. all the time. Hey, so And shout out to- Michaela as well, who was in our show doing work experience last week, yes. doing a fantastic job. And so she's back at school now, back we on the We hope he gave a good report about us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we're yeah. so blessed that you guys are sending in text messages and, and defending your hometowns too. That's it. Um, That's again, the way to go. Against hey. us, you know, the perpetual, you know, pot stirrers of, you know, making fun of town. Well, uh, not you, Danita, but me. Oh, I'm yeah. Just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of everyone. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And we've got a Bible study today. We've got a Bible study today. And let's just jump straight into the verses because we're running short on our time before uh, we just keep going. But can you pick up from Ephesians 4 mm-hmm. and then verses 7 to uh, to 12, please? Oh, sorry, to, uh, to 10. 10, yep. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of God's of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Oof. Oh, amazing isn't that passage. Absolutely beautiful, isn't it? And yesterday we covered about walking in unity. So the verses earlier and then we unpacked the seven ones that were there. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one body, one Christ, one spirit, one love, one baptism, one faith, one Lord, one father. Um, and the importance of those. And of course that it's not ecumenism, but it's all, mm. it's the faith in Jesus Christ. Mm. And so now we then move on to where it talks about Jesus Christ. Christ here, mm. ascending and then descending, and we're going to be unpacking exactly that here today um, in, in an amazing way of what Jesus has done for us. And so we're going to be continuing on with our study of Encounter with God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 Hey, just before we continue, I got a text from Brayden here. He says, I'm sure Lake Macquarie is lovely, but have you seen Lake Tekapo or that's probably terrible, terrible pronunciation. Tekapo, I thought it was. Tekapo. I've I've never been. I have been to New Zealand. I said, actually, I said that I've spent more time in New Zealand than I have in Tasmania (laughs) on the show on Monday, but I, uh, I, I haven't been to these places or Lake Wanaka. Wanaka or Lake. How would you pronounce Pukaki. it? Pukaki. Pukaki. I've never been to any of these <laughs> I don't places. I know Pukaki, but I, yeah, I know the other ones. You know the other yeah. two. I'm looking at photos of them now, yeah, and beautiful. they look beautiful, but also they look like you'd freeze to death in them. Mm. Like beside them is like it's picturesque as, but then mountains with snow on them. Yeah. And see, this is the difference with Lake Macquarie. Lake Macquarie is picturesque, but also you can go on wakeboard in Lake Macquarie and you can go sailing at Lake Macquarie and you won't die if you're not wearing like 
a one centimeter wetsuit. <laughs> so yeah, shout out, hey, shout out New Zealand and all the things happening there. But I, I'm still, I'm still riding for for Lake Macquarie. Hey, we're going to continue on with our study. Just reading here in Ephesians four it says, but to each one of us was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So each one of us, we've been given this gift from Christ, a, a measure of this gift. It says, therefore, he ascended on high and led captivity captives and gave gifts to men. I love that phrase. Yeah. He led captivity captive. Yeah. What, what puts us into captivity? Well, I mean, I think in this world, sin is the biggest Mm -hmm. binder, isn't it? That Mm -hmm. is like we're bound in change. We're Mm -hmm. captive, you know. But the thing is he led captivity captive and gave gifts to them. It combines with that. And tomorrow we're going to be unpacking the whole gift thing so Mm. much more. But what what, what about in your sense? What do you think of that? Yeah, he led captivity captive. The thing that has captured us is sin and also it's ramifications as well it's yeah. outcomes which is outcomes death. yeah that's right. it's death and, yeah yeah and, so and that's the biggest outcome of, absolutely of sin coming into the world yeah we 100%. are a captive of sin and it's outcomes being death of which like when you die you know you're stuck like you're 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 captive yeah. you're, yep. you're 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 really dead uh and if there was no savior if there was no christ that would be the case that would be the end of your life but what is being portrayed here is hey he he leapt he left he let he led sorry captivity captive yeah. is that it itself the the thing that is holding us captive is now itself being lorded over is being destroyed by Christ and what he has done which is fantastic 100% and that's why it ties in with the whole ascended descended and of course when it says he ascended it means that there was a descent first to yes. ascend yes you know and um there's so many bible verses like when i was you know studying this too at home there's mm. like just piles of bible verses that just jumped out at me that mm. i think relate to this space really well can we actually go to some of those sure cuz can we go to John chapter 1? Um, if you can look up John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3 and verse 14, because, of course, that gives us really clearly about how Christ was in the heavens, mm. descended, and then went back to the heavens. Philippians 2 is another one that we'll go to. But also I want to bring in one um, from Ezekiel that is not about Christ, but it's a big contrast. Mm. But do you want to read the one from John chapter 1, please? It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And then we come to verse 14. It says, And the Word became flesh, he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth Mm. and so here we find it tells us that the word which is the equivalent which is christ himself who Mm. was the creator who spoke the word became the living word yes on the earth that's why Mm -hmm. verse 14 is crucial because sometimes i know when i give bible studies people go like what? Mm. What's the word, the word, the word, the word in the first three yeah. verses? But then when you go to verse 14, it says the word became flesh. So that mm-hmm. explains it, that Jesus became, um, you know, in flesh, in body, a human being on this earth. And, and, and that's so significant. So he descended down to our level. And I think the other passage that really brings that out is Philippians chapter 2, mm. verses 7 to 11. And, and as we go then, I know you're looking that up. The thing is that, you know, this whole thing that he was right, you know, right up there. He was the creator mm. and he wasn't 
he wasn't like a sinful, I want to unpack that shortly after we read this next passage, that it wasn't a sinful being that came and died in our place because a sinner cannot die in the place of another sinner, can they? He cannot, they cannot remove the sin of Humanity. Yeah, I can't it die for your to, sin. No, you can forgive me, <laughs> yeah, you know, but it means, and vice versa. I but, can forgive you, but it means nothing in regards to your salvation. Like, absolutely. It, 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 it just does not. Oh, and uh, makes no sense, doesn't it, either? Absolutely. So and so there has to be a creator God mm, that is eternal, omnipotent, mm, omnipresent, all those sort of things. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. then, as we're going to read yeah. here in Philippians 2, humbling himself to oh, the place of humanity. For intentionally foregoing his heavenly power yeah. to live the ex- human experience as a perfect person yeah. so that he could find he could be the innocent sacrifice oh. for the guilty sinner. It says here, but made himself of no reputation, taking mm. the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, mm. that, at the, that at that name of Jesus, every knee Michelle should bow, bow. And, and of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, mm. and that every tongue should confess that, that Christ Jesus is Lord, Lord to, the, uh, to the glory of God the Father." Isn't that powerful? I love that passage because it says that, you know, he went to the lowliest of lowliest, you know, into a bond, into a servant's role, but mm. then he was exalted right to the heavens. And of course, even when we're studying Ephesians, um, you know, chapter one, and that it says he was exalted to the heavenly places. And because of that, we are co Heirs with him in mm. that sense, you know, and so we can see that this is just really important. It comes back to this whole verse of he, when he ascended on high and he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. That whole passage right there means that because he ascended, he was in the heavens, he mm. descended, then he ascended, you know, he, mm. he died at the cross, he conquered death mm. and Here's the thing. He conquered, um, you know, Satan and his ways. Mm-hmm. And at the cross, what happened is that Satan was actually thrown out of heaven, mm. which is a complete contrast, of course, to Christ, isn't yeah. it? If we look at Ezekiel, can I just pull out a couple of things? Yeah. And then we're going to keep on yeah, unpacking Absolutely. that. Because in Ezekiel 28, of mm. course, it says that what we, whom we know now as Satan was, was, so, was Lucifer back then in the heavens. You were an anointed cherub. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery fires. You were perfect in your ways till iniquity was found in you. In other words, you know, it was self-exaltation. He wanted to be like God. And then verse 17, your heart was lifted up high in beauty. You were corrupt, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. And then it says, I cast you to the ground. Mm. And it ends off in verse 19 of chapter 28, and you shall be no more. Mm. And I love that because the thing here is this powerful contrast that Satan was in heaven, Christ was in heaven. Mm. One descended to the ground and forevermore. Mm. The other one descended but yeah. ascended back to heaven and yeah. through that and because of that yeah. we are saved yeah, and we are freed from captivity yeah it's interesting <laughs> when we compare christ and satan you know uh christ's want was to to descend 
Yes. You know, to humble himself. And as a result, he was exalted. Yes. And Satan's want was to exalt himself. Oh, and as a result, he, he is now, he's descended. He's thrown out of heaven. And particularly here with this passage, you know, verse nine and 10 in my Bible, it's in parentheses. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a parenthetical Same. statement yep. of Paul explaining a concept very clearly. And it's like, well, why would he do this? I believe wholeheartedly it was to dispel any notions of anti-Trinitarianism. Mm-hmm. The reason he says this is to make clear to people. It's like Jesus became human, but Jesus was not of this world. Yes. Jesus came from somewhere else and oh. that's, we're gonna we'll unpack that a little bit more in our next section uh, after this amazing song by Lenny fear is a liar but yeah this idea it's like he, he's really getting it through to them and making sure it's like yes Christ descended and 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 well, Christ ascended after he died on the mm. cross, but he didn't start here. No. He came from somewhere else. Oh. This is so key, so important, it's so, so powerful. Key. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're coming to our last question for the quiz, quizzes today. Or mm. Quiz questions, I should say, for mm. today before we keep going with our Bible study. Lawson, what was our last one, please? Who suggested that Naaman should see the prophet... Alicia, Alicia. I think it's Elijah. Yeah, Elisha. Sorry, Elisha. <laughs> Regarding his leprosy, who suggested that to na- to name it? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, who suggested that Naaman should see the prophet Elisha regarding his leprosy? You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes. Spell check just stitches you up with these old Bible names and whatnot, yeah, the old right. Bible towns. Alicia, <laughs> no, nah, it's it's Elisha. Who suggested that Naaman should see the prophet Elisha? If you know the answer to this one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to text. And hey, if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win a fantastic book. We've got three of them that we're giving away. It's Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide by Fidaitis Nadayam Gabe. We want to give this to you for free. We think this book is fantastic. Mm. It will be a blessing to you. So, hey, 0491-064-669. Get a text here from Sky. She says, talking of pronunciation, because I was really struggling with those New Zealand words, um, you're doing far better than some GPS ones and city rail train stops. Mm. Yeah, oh, man, the GPS, bro. It's, oh, the one it gets me with. It. I think they've changed this now. With Google, but it used to call Newcastle Newcastle, and it it triggered me, bro. I'm <laughs> I'm like, this is this. We're not American, okay? Get out. Even though it had its like Australian Google Google, uh, you know, accent on. But hey, fair enough. Continuing on with our Bible yeah, study this morning, yeah. I, I'll, I'll stop myself from getting triggered and going in on Google. Um, yeah, this this passage, uh, verse nine and ten, this oh. parenthetical statement. Now, this he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended to the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. I think this is really, really key, really important to understand. It's a really important statement that Paul is making because what I see often, and this has existed from the very beginning of time up until now, and particularly at this time in Christianity, is you've got what I would call an optimum truth. Mm -hmm. That's in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on either side of that truth, you've got ditches. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And the middle of that spectrum, that's like, 
the way to go. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you've you've got these ditches that people fall in, extremes that mm-hmm. people go down. And I like that. That's what you yeah, you just described that. It's extremes. That's right. It's extremes. Because within that that middle of the road, there's a little bit of that variation, isn't mm-hmm. it? Both ways. There's there's a little bit of variation, but then you've got extremes. And I'm not saying that as as we've said before and we said yesterday, you know, truth isn't often in the majority. Truth is often in, in, in the minority. You know, as the Bible says, it's straight and wide is the path to, to destruction. Whereas the path to salvation, it is, it is narrow. So, but I think in a different sense at the same time, there is, when we use common sense, when we use logical and rational thinking, there is a way that is that is optimum and there is a, i'll agree there's a little bit of leeway in that there can be but again it's a spectrum and some people can be a little bit off center and then some people can be way out way. way super extreme and this played out in the first century in regards to christ's being his mm. essence mm-hmm. and as and very much throughout all time and up until today and particularly over the last last couple of centuries has been big questions of this as on as to what christ's nature is mm. is christ a human mm. is christ god or mm. is he somewhere in the middle mm. and i believe and that, that debate went on for like 300 400 years yeah and then then they decided you know after many many um uh, meetings and stuff. I've, mm. The names escape me, but yeah, yeah. With with the uh, anyway. So yeah, the Aryan controversy. That, that's and right. Whatnot, that's, yeah. that's where I'm going with that. And so they actually, you know, decide that yes, he is human and God. But yes. at one point they were thinking he's all human. Another point they were thinking he's all God. Yeah. But then there was even an adoption post that point of you know I think amongst the the Roman Church of the Dark Ages like a, a modalist view which also mm. I don't think is or or a, or a not a Trinity view but a triism view mm. and which is also I, I don't think reflective of what the Scripture says it leans a little bit more into paganism mm-hmm. but what we see in the Bible is that Jesus himself in terms of Jesus's nature he is man. He is God who has become flesh. And this is what the Bible says. The word, the logos, oh, has become flesh. That's right. And, and that he descended to the lower parts of the And earth. this is what it's getting at that's, here. He's like, Paul is saying, yes, Christ has ascended and led captivity, uh-huh. but he, captivity captive. But also, before he ascended, he descended. Yeah. He came from heaven. You know, he, he, was a, he was 100% God who became 100% human. And then in his endeavors as a human, you know, he had the right as a perfect human who never sinned to then, you know, take this place of glory as, you know, someone in the heavens being God. And I think particularly, you know, we read that in, it's interesting. You see both of those sides in, the book of John, as we read earlier, it's like, and the word became flesh and everything was made through him. He's like, okay, he's creating as God. Mm. It's like, we can only worship God because he created, you know, he himself is without end. He himself is, is self-existent. Mm. And so he became God. Like, that's who Jesus is being described to be. But then we come to verse 14 and it says, the only begotten of the Father. And yes. people are saying, oh, okay, so then... Then Jesus is a created being. Yeah, he's he might be some heavenly divine being who became flesh, but but he's created. And it's like, well, you don't have to interpret it that way. Like, especially because think about this. Is there a single other human on earth who has been immaculately concepted? Or immaculately conceived? And the answer is 
No. No. <laughs> no, like, no. Just straight up no. And it's like, so the only begotten of the Father... That's who Jesus that, was. That's right. As a human. Absolutely. He, it was, the Bible's very clear that Mary conceived by the power of the Holy that's Spirit. It. Who, who's the Holy Spirit commissioned by? The mm. Father. Jesus is conceived and become human. Jesus' conception, because the Bible says that we're all sons and daughters of God. What, yeah. what is the only, you know, what is the only, uh, the difference between us and Jesus is that he was immaculately conceived. His conception mm-hmm. came from the power of God mm-hmm. versus from he wasn't a, he wasn't a uh, he wasn't a result of procreation. And so the statement, "Oh, he's the only begotten of the Father." Yeah, 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 like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. It's because he was a mixture of procreation. You know that he came from the birth of a woman. Unlike Adam, Adam came directly from God. Adam was, you know, very, he was made from the dust of the earth, which Jesus had a hand in. But when Jesus was being conceived by the Holy Spirit, Jesus didn't have a hand in that creation. It was by the Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this doesn't take away from at all his self-existence, his godliness. He, He existed from time unknowable, That's like it. the Father, like the Holy Spirit, this g- three in one, the Godhead that yeah. we believe in, yeah. yet he became flesh and died for us. I-, I think, again, we can have a view and an approach to this that is so just straightforward and biblical. And I think it's because of those ditches on either side of the road and because of people wanting to to take hard stances that are contrary, it, it seems as though we've we've had these ongoing debates about it and these you know, very heavy feelings about it. And, and, and I, it's like, I just don't think there's any place for them. Just read the words of Jesus himself. He's like, I am God. <laughs> like Jesus, people worship me. Oh, I'm also in the flesh because that was another huge movement at the time is that, Oh, he wasn't really God because he can't have been really God because he's a flesh, you know, flesh human being. It's, it's a, such an interesting space. There's just so much arguing, so much mm. debating about it. It's like, Hey, Let's, let's let's take the biblical road on this one. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Coming towards the end of our show again all too quickly, but what's really important is that we give our answers to our quiz questions. So that, I mean, there's been, there's been heaps and heaps coming through today. Mm. Hey, just constantly jumping on our, on our iPads. Yeah. So uh, take it away, Lawson. What are our answers? Absolutely. Here we go. The finish the Bible verse. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's it. Which two apostles did Jesus predict would betray and deny him? It was Peter who denied him. And yeah. Judas, and who betrayed him. That that's it. That's it. You know, I've actually been with my husband to the place where mm-hmm. they believe um, that Peter um, denied Christ wow. three times. There's a statue there of them, and of course, the one of the girls that you know was in the courtyard area that actually asked him if he knew the Christ. And there's roosters around him on the statue, mm. of course, as well. So yeah, interesting. Amazing. What did Solomon possess that was measureless like the sands of the seashore? It was wisdom. Yeah. Now that, like, if if he possessed wisdom like the sand of the she- seashore, that's lots of wisdom. Lots of wisdom. I, I hey. need that. And hey, it's fantastic. You know, we think, oh man, if I could have just been blessed like Solomon, like God could come to me when I was eight years old and ask me, hey, what do you want? And I could say wisdom. I'd just be so smart. Life would be so much easier. But then <laughs> Solomon just wrote down everything he learned in, a, he? in like multiple books. So uh, he, in multiple books. You can you know, read yeah, it, guys. Yeah. I mean, one of the stories that blows me, always since childhood years blew me 
way, of course, mm. is how he, you know, one mother said, you know, this is my oh, baby, yeah. and the other one says, no, this is my baby. And he says, well, bring a sword in mm. and we'll cut, a, cut the child in half. And, of course, it's the real mother that says no. And yeah. so he said, give it to her. I just think that's incredible. Yeah, dude, the wisest man on earth. And it's, it's, we have the opportunity to read what he wrote yeah. and what God had showed them, showed him. And also to read his story, to read where he went wrong in his life, despite his wisdom and how he reflects mm. on that too. When do the events of the book of Amos take place? It was two years before mm. the earthquake. He's the prophet speaking of the earthquake, looking forward to this earthquake happening. Mm. Uh, and then, Again, finally here, who suggested that Naaman should see the prophet Elisha, not Elysia anymore, we've, we've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've edited here, <laughs> Elisha regarding his leprosy. That was uh, his young mate. His young mate. That's such a fabulous story. Mm. And, of course, he goes to Elisha and he doesn't want to go, does yeah. he? Hey, But when he does go, eventually he dips in seven times, that whole completion yeah. number on the Bible. Yeah. And then he's clear, but it's just like, yeah, it takes a young maid to say, go to the prophet. That story yeah. is so funny to me because, like, uh, Naaman is angry with Elisha for saying this to him. Mm. Elisha's like, he's like, I have leprosy. Naaman yeah. says, I have leprosy to Elisha. I'm uh, sick, but I used to think I'm a deal. You know, I, I need, <laughs> I, I need think. help. I need yeah. help. And Elisha's like, it will be cured if you go and dip in the Jordan seven times. Mm. Which is like, if someone told me with the, the reputation like Elisha, like oh. the greatest doctor on earth, he was a prophet. But if I went to these days, the greatest doctor on earth, and I'm like, I, you know, we're talking about pancreatic cancer earlier and the amazing things that have been happening in that space. Like leprosy in this time was a death sentence. It was. And, and nobody mixed with them. They, they, they didn't get anywhere near them. Absolutely. And so here, if, if the greatest doctor on earth said, Lawson, your pancreatic cancer will be healed if you go and get in this river seven times, it's like, what a deal. You know, like what an epic deal! That's that's the best, and hundred percent. I would I would go and do it and and jump in there. But in in David's case, he's like, "Ew, the Jordan yes. River is gross. We have way better rivers." Uh, he's like, "Why don't I go to the Tigris or the Euphrates? The Jordan growth." They'd be like, "Hey, can you can you go and you know go for a swim in Lake Macquarie?" And you're like. Yuck! I like Port Macquarie better. He's like got this huge <laughs> issue with the Jordan River, and it's and he's like, Nah, man, go and do it. Humble yourself. And it was, uh, it was about humbling yourself yeah. and faith. That, absolutely, that's what it was all about. That's what I was checking on. At the at the end of the day, Naaman goes and does it, and he's healed. And it's interesting, you know, he's yeah. a pagan. He is a Gentile as well, and he's able to experience a healing miracle mm. of God by grace through faith. faith you know, we're seeing it. all the way back in this time, God in working in a powerful Testament, time in a powerful way to reach those all over the world. So awesome stuff. We've come towards the end of our show, breakfast show this morning, um, but we want you to remember to stay on, stay in tune for Tassie Encounters straight after us. This afternoon we've got conversations with Brad and Robbie and Alicia, followed by looking up at 3.30 and then also drive time at 5.30. So don't mm. miss out on those shows, which Amazing will be fantastic today. too, yeah, yeah, awesome. which is really good. Mm, so remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. How are you feeling today? Things like stress, chronic pain, anxiety, and tiredness are your body's way of asking for a health reset. 
Station partner Cedarvale Health Retreat can help you recover your health, your hope and your happiness in a calm and caring Christian environment. You'll love being surrounded by beautiful nature, enjoy delicious healthy food and learn how to maintain your physical, mental and spiritual health. Give your health a reset. Discover Cedarvale Health Retreat at cedarvaleretreat.com.au or call 4465-1362. That's 4465-1362. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.